Everyone in the podcast universe, this is Gayish. The podcast whose idea of a bear hug is way different than yours. <laughs> I'm sure whatever Kyle just said is hilarious. And uh, I'm Mike Johnson. And I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Today we're going to talk about weddings. And we're going to talk about weddings. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. So this episode already, I'm sure, sounds a little odd, and it's because all of them do. But more importantly, uh, Kyle and I are recording our parts of this episode separately. So I am actually recording this sitting alone in the bedroom of a dungeon. Uh, I'll explain in just a second. Um Just a sec. Because we're recording our parts separately, I had to close the door because I felt weird talking to myself into a microphone. It's uh, it's just like it's my what's happening in my head, but out loud, which can uh, sometimes be scary. This weekend, we came out to Sequim, Washington. We are here in Squim, Washington, which is not nearly as fun to spell as it sounds and it is matt and carly's wedding you might remember matt and carly from our D episode um we are in a castle that is uh has car i think it's no it's called troll haven and it lives up to exactly what you would think a troll haven would be there's lots of troll poetry uh troll carvings dragon carvings um so the room i am in is underground off to the side of a dungeon like legit there are chains on the wall and a bathtub a large bathtub without any walls around it just out in the open space so uh it's a really cool place really interesting different we're out here to help them celebrate we did the rehearsal on a friday had a rehearsal dinner, and the wedding is going to be tomorrow on Saturday. We thought it would be interesting to sort of talk about what it's like to be a gay person going to a, well, a wedding at all, much less a straight wedding. Um, Partially because, you know, gay people have only just recently had the legal right to marry nationwide. You know, it was just recently that a a Bergamel passed so that we could get married so there's still a part of it that because it's so new i think that i don't feel totally like i'm a part of the wedding culture or the wedding group it still feels like it's not completely for me so much of weddings are wrapped up in all these social constructs right of like man and wife and you know if you took one of those people and made them a different gender everyone would you know which side would you sit on where you know what are you know who walks out first there are so many traditions that are based on the genders and it's kind of hard actually to go to one um and sort of feel slightly outside of the whole experience 
uh, I was a uh, bridesman for my friend Christina's wedding. So, you know, I know the, the norms are changing and evolving, but it just still, there's something about it that feels a little bit like it wasn't meant for me. The bridesmaids and the groomsmen, just everything is very divided. I never fit in with the group of men. It's funny how I think he thinks he's awkward and um, uncomfortable. Um, You know, they're usually all the dudes that are joking and drinking whiskey, and that's not necessarily my thing. Really, he seems so social and effortless. And it's a feeling that I have but never want to talk about because... You know, a wedding shouldn't be about me. It shouldn't be about how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. It is about the celebration of these two people that I'm so excited about and love so much. And I'm so happy to see them come together that I do feel like part of it does feel a little bit selfish that I'm bringing up these things that are about me at someone else's wedding. Um, But it's my fucking podcast. So I'll say and do whatever the fuck I want. Matt and Carly literally asked me, uh, quote, Mike, we want you to DM our wedding, re- referring to being a dungeon master for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, first of all, totally flattering, right? Um, I think it's, it's awesome that we're all so close and that they felt comfortable asking me to do that and I'm more than happy to do that for them. So tomorrow I am going to marry them. And that's... That's fucking crazy. I'm a little bit insecure about the lack of religion. Um, I I think Matt and Carly go to church from time to time, but really, God doesn't have a very big role in tomorrow. It's also hilarious that he like had to sign up to be like a fucking priest or whatever you can get on the internet. He is now part of a church. This is hilarious to me. And he's giving, I think he called what he's giving a sermon, which like just the idea of Mike, like preaching a sermon is fantastic. I'm sort of worried that some of Matt and Carly's friends or especially family are going to be, um, feel left out or ostracized because, or, or, um, are going to judge what happens because of, of that lack of religiosity. Uh, but then it's also rife with a whole bunch of weirdness. I mean, part of what I'm going to say tomorrow when I marry them is giving advice about how to have a successful marriage, right? And I uh, I feel a little bit like a hypocrite because I've had two failed marriages now. And how am I possibly even a little bit remotely qualified to give them advice on how to run theirs? I think he's the perfect person to know what love is and, and talk about what love is and, and what it means and all the work that comes along with it. I, I think it's so interesting that he doesn't see that about himself. And the fact that he's questioning himself says that he doesn't realize how much he has to offer. So I hope Mike realizes that he was picked for a reason, that he is the right person and he deserves he deserves that for himself too twice this weekend actually i disappeared and it was on purpose because i just couldn't i couldn't be around happy people and be around a wedding 
I'm so happy when I see happiness. But that's kind of a lie. I, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm also jealous when I see that kind of happiness. I'm, I'm jealous when I see that kind of love because, yeah, I, I just feel like I got off. I, I, I got a, I feel like I got a shitty deal. Uh, when you're gay, I came out when I was 20 and I was a sophomore in college. I didn't fucking know how to date or do anything. So by the time I kind of figured that out, I was a senior in college and I wasn't going to try to start dating someone then when I was, you know, we were all going to separate and go our separate ways. So I really started dating when I was 22, 23. And by that time, some people were already dating the people that they were going to marry. Some of my straight friends, um, you know, some people were already married in fact. Um, and I just feel like I got put so far behind because of how delayed, you know, I had, or not, not, I don't know if it's, I had to be, or was just because I didn't learn about how to date other guys in junior high and in high school I didn't learn how to kiss them and how to take the right steps and everything all that was delayed by so much and and even though I know it's more and more acceptable for people to date and get married and have kids and do all those things later um, I I feel like I lost a lot of those years that I'm dating and now I'm uh, for me being 31 I I'm really sad that I'm n- don't have someone and, and uh, weddings kind of remind me of that. I'm also more than I thought I would having a whole bunch of feelings about Matt and Carly as being friends of mine, but r- really they were friends of ours, uh, Trevor and I, and I wouldn't even know them if it weren't for him because he and Carly worked together and that's how we were introduced. And over and over again already this weekend there have been these times when I have had that thought right the um they were our friends and now we aren't a we anymore I I want that I I want to have I want to date someone I want a long-term relationship I want to have my person but I'm feeling very alone very alone I think I missed my person well it wouldn't be gayish if I didn't depress the shit out of you Kyle is in charge of the grandparents which is hilarious mocking grandma Betty down the aisle and by aisle I mean the grassy knoll that uh, because they're getting married outside Um, and I just hope I don't injure Grandma Betty. She already hit on me a little bit, which is hilarious. She said that if we were to fall, she hopes I fall first so that she can fall on top of me. The fact that he's now arm candy for an octogenarian makes me really happy. (laughs) And really, they couldn't have picked a better person for it. You know, I think I'm going to go back upstairs, maybe walk past some dungeon materials, maybe steal some chains because you never know when those will come in handy. Um, 
and then get fucking trashed and then uh, go to the wedding tomorrow. And I hope I don't fuck it up. (laughs) All right. So it's the morning of the wedding and I feel like shit. And you would think, understandably, that it'd be from drinking, but it wasn't. Actually, I did not drink too much last night. Um, Most people went to bed pretty early. Um, I feel dizzy and out of it. And so, need to back up a little bit. I probably have an STD, which, awesome. Um, So, I went to the doctor. I'm in between insurance and instead of paying out of pocket for a bunch of tests, my doctor essentially was like, you probably got an STD. She knows me, I guess. And uh, treated me for an STD, even though we didn't know for sure. Then when I went to pick up my medication at the pharmacy, there was a Russian pharmacist that told me that I shouldn't take this along with my depression medication. She said, ah, yes, very bad heart problem. You don't want to take together. I don't know. That went Indian. That was the best I could do. She was standing across the way in the pharmacy yelling out to me, how how is your depression? Like it's okay. It's fine. I don't know. Doing better. I'm not going to like delve into the history of my feeling depressed and thinking about suicide, but it's been better since I got a job and I'm not sure if it's got cause that's because of the medication or not, or because of the added structure. Like I'm not going to yell that in the middle of the grocery store. So I said, it's okay. She goes, Oh, you, you don't take depression medication and take Zitromythopoulos polyon or whatever z-pack uh std medication so i didn't take my depression medication yesterday or today and apparently stopping taking my depression medication has a side effect that is with withdrawal symptoms that include dizziness blackouts other fun things it rained uh all morning um it was out in an apple orchard And we sort of delayed putting out the chairs as long as possible. And my one responsibility is to walk Grandma Betty down the aisle. And if I'm dizzy and fall over, Grandma Betty's going down. And if I kill Grandma Betty, that would maybe put a slight damper on this wedding. And we're making, you know, emergency contingency plans for doing the wedding inside. I feel like this is part of the reason that I feel like I don't fit in with weddings. Here are these two people that are getting married, you know, following their happiness. And and while I'm so excited for them, I also feel like I have these stupid gay problems that I try to hide and pretend like I'm a real normal person around everyone else. But then I'm like you know, struggling with my depression medication, my STD and, and feeling like a hooker because of, I don't know who gave it to me and I wasn't careful. And it just, I just feel like I don't belong 
in this world and I, and I try really hard to, to make it. So to hide all that bullshit, all that thing, all those things that make me feel like not a real person or not a normal person or a fucked up kind of person. And, and it's a lot of work. And then the girls, uh, all of the bridesmaids made an offering of milk and honey to the fairies to ask nature for a, a you know, good outcome for the wedding day. They took literal milk and honey in a cup and, and stirred it. And then they went and they sprinkled it around the orchard. And it, I, I, I mean, I have no, well, I'm a cynical bastard when it comes to science. And uh, I, I, I don't know that I believe that it was the fairies, but it, it worked. I mean, an hour before the wedding, the rain stopped and the sun came out. So I ended up taking my depression medication, even though Russian pharmacist said it might have very bad heart problem. Um, so far, my heart's doing okay. So we wiped down the chairs, and there was this moment at which I was with Matt, and we were in the front up. The, the the crowd had slowly come in and sat down and uh, he and I were just waiting for the ceremony to start. So I, I successfully walked Grandma Betty down the aisle. That was the end of my responsibilities. I ran, ran around, sat down, and it was funny because... I was thinking, you know, wow, I'm I'm gay, but don't totally feel like I'm part of this, you know, institution of marriage. And I ended up sitting down next to a couple of Matt and Carly's gay friends who are married. And so I was thinking, maybe I'm not, maybe gay is the excuse that I use as to why I'm not with someone. There was this real peace. I was just happy happy for them and happy and honored to participate and i was able to kind of let everything go and just be a part of that ceremony and um i stood in front of the wedding guests about to marry two of my best friends and then mike started the ceremony we are gathered here today to this beautiful apple orchard to celebrate the marriage of Matt and Carly. Now, you may not know this, but these two beautiful humans are nerds. I know this because we play Dungeons and Dragons together. Now, I am their dungeon master, or DM, which I only bring up because Matt and Carly asked me to do this, and they did so by saying, and I quote, Mike, we want you to DM our wedding. How could I say no to that? Now, you don't have to play the game to understand what we're doing today, but if you do play, a lot of these jokes are going to be way funnier. Uh, so what does it look like to DM your wedding? Well, in the game, my job is to help them and the rest of their team tell a story together. I provide the rules, and they move around in the universe that we create together. So that's what we'll try to do today. All of us here are the team, and I'm going to just handle the rules. These two gave me a few rules of my own to follow. Um, Mention being a DM. Uh, keep it under 20 minutes. <laughs> Wear my brown suit. 
don't tell Carly's sorority sisters about the whole D&D thing. <laughs> Oops. And don't get upstaged by Matt's improv friends. <laughs> they didn't actually say that last part, but I felt it was heavily implied. Uh, since we are all here today to tell the story of your love and commitment to each other, I thought I'd give you two a few rules to follow, just like a DM should. There's a long version and a short version, so bear with me. The short version is just a simple poem. It's good, though. The rest of you out there should listen up. <laughs> to keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup, whenever you're wrong, admit it. And whenever you're right, shut up. The second slightly longer list of rules is a paraphrased version of All I Ever Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten by Robert Fulgham. And if you ask me, his rules work just as well for a marriage as they do for life. So here goes. All of what you really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, you learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sandbox at nursery school. And these are the things that you learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put, <laughs> put things back where you found them. Clean up your own messes. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Give them to somebody when they feel sad. Live a balanced life. Learn some and draw some and paint some and sing and dance and play and work every day. Take a nap every afternoon. Be aware of wonder and do it together. That was pretty cool. It was more than pretty cool. It was awesome. Like, not in the 80s surfer kind of way, but in the, like, awe. I had awe. Mike did an amazing job. He was so funny, but he was also, you know, kept it to the point. Um, it was touching at the right parts. Um, and, and I was just, I was so proud for him, especially because I knew he was worried going into it. Um, and he, he did amazing. It was a short ceremony, got some laughs, made some people cry, almost cried myself. Carly, whenever you're ready, you may say your vows to Matt. Okay. I'm not going to cry. Nope, I'm going to cry, but it'll come maybe later. Matt, when I met you, I thought that there was no way someone as kind and sweet and patient and smart as you would put up with me for long. But then you told me that you loved me, and I had already fallen in love with you, and you stayed with me. You moved across the country, and you keep me steady, and are patient with me when I'm impatient, which is a lot. <laughs> you support my enthusiasm when it's fun, but you temper me when maybe it won't be. <laughs> with you, I feel confident and happy. I feel safe and loved. I feel a security I never thought that I would have. I'm not a woman with a lot of faith, but I do have faith in you. And I will spend the rest of my life working so that you feel the same about me. 
I love you. And I look forward to all the adventures that I can't wait to share with you and all the memories we'll look back on for the rest of our lives. Matt, do you accept that which Carly has just said? Yes, I do. <laughs> Carly and Matt were so funny. They were just themselves, which is always refreshing. You know, sometimes you feel like people are putting on a show where, when they're in front of everyone um but they were just themselves they were just my friends standing up there getting married and now it's your turn matt your vows for carly um okay well first first off i love you (laughs) um uh carly we met during a whirlwind couple of weeks in san diego um it's been almost five years another whirlwind um, and I feel like it's, it, you know, every day better than the last for many years to come. It's going to be another whirlwind time. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, a life in which our relationship grows, evolves, and gets better and better. We've had arguments. Uh, there was the one after I ate all of the cheese sticks. <laughs> um, there was the one after I ate all of the meatballs. There was the one after I forgot to eat anything. And I was really obnoxious since I probably had low blood sugar or something. Um, Nevertheless, after each of those arguments, we always make up. We talk about our feelings. I could probably get better at talking about my feelings sometimes, but we still talk about our feelings in a loving, compassionate, caring way. I vow to always do that. To go on adventures with you. To... to grow old with you, to grow with you, to love you until my dying day, and if possible, after that too. Can I hold his hands yet? <laughs> yeah, well, Carly, do you accept that which Matt has said? I, I do. Okay, if you would please join hands. <laughs> can, I just, like, can I just like hug him? Just a little bit. <laughs> they said I do, and they read vows and they kissed. By the power vested in me by the state of Washington, I now pronounce you married to each other. You may kiss. And it was like a story. It was, they, they talked about this whirlwind relationship that they met when they were both in another city and and it shouldn't have worked and then Matt ended up moving from Kansas all the way to Seattle to be with Carly and it just felt like a storybook so you know when they finally got married I was so happy for them and and so excited and and so touched by their relationship and a part of me was also like Fuck you. And it went right back to cloudy and raining within an hour of it being done. I don't feel good about that part because I want to be a selfless, genuine, caring friend. But part of me as, well, a single gay man or maybe just a single man, it's just like, well, that's fucking great for you. Look at your magical storybook wedding. Let me go. 
on Adam for Adam and sit on a few more dicks. I didn't do that, but um, they walked back down the aisle, finally married, and uh, we had the after party. That's not what it's called. It's called the reception. And then we had a grand old time. Some of us got fucking wasted. And some of us got even, um, like, some of us got shwasted. Kyle uh, Kyle was sort of the leader of that crew. I looked over at the line for dinner, and it was really long. And so I was like, oh, I'll just wait till the line dies down. And then I never actually ate. And I drank instead. So that was, you know, always solid Kyle decisions. Rosé, of course. Um and though the bartender was given some solid Kyle size wine pours, which uh, she's legit. Shout out to Contanina. I don't remember her name. Such good energy, such good people. We went back to the castle that we were all staying in, and that's where things get hazy. But apparently, I had a lot of fun, and everyone else had a lot of fun. And, um, it was fun. Woke up the next day and cleaned everything up and started the trip back home. So, woke up the next morning. It was Sunday morning. Uh, Rosé solves problems temporarily, but does not solve anything long term. I think I still have a long ways to go. I've been talking to my therapist a lot about it and... Really, I'm I'm not wearing a wedding ring anymore, but there's a big part of me that's still married. I still think maybe he'll come back. Maybe we'll make things work. There's always a chance. Um and I have I'm embarrassed by that. I feel like I shouldn't feel that way that everybody would be upset with me for feeling that way. That I'm upset with myself for feeling that way when why don't I have the self-respect to demand more out of my spouse and my primary relationship. I think Mike holds himself up to such a high standard and I wish he knew that he deserves someone that is at that standard as well. He needs to hold other people up to that standard and cut himself a little bit of slack. We haven't really talked about specifics very much, but he walked out. He walked out. And why Why is that forgivable? Twice. Um... I still love him a lot. And I can't stop, even though I know I want to. Or know I should. I think he's the perfect person to know what love is and and talk about what love is and, and what it means and all the work that comes along with it. I have no doubt that he's going to find someone and he's going to be able to offer that to someone. I think Kyle feels the same thing. It's funny how sort of... I think he thinks he's awkward and um, uncomfortable when 
really, he seems so social and effortless. And um, I know that he's not in a serious relationship and hasn't been for a really long time. And I imagine that this has got to bring up some of those feelings. Like, is is this a day that he is going to get to have? Is this is he going to find his person? You know, this is something I really want. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now, so it's time to start fucking... Nope. Stop fucking around. Freudian slip. Uh, stop fucking around and, and get more serious and maybe start to let people in a little bit more and start to take more risks. Um, but then I think sometimes I leave those events and then I go right back to who I was before. So when I was thinking about, I don't know, I I wanted to, when I went into this, I was thinking, you know, I'd tell you about my anxieties. I'd tell you about my fears. I'd, I'd tell you about what was going through my mind. And by the end of it, I'd have some big revelation on how I changed or grew or learned or evolved or, you know, became more confident and comfortable with myself. And I, I don't know. I, I want to have the same kind of storybook romance that I just saw, but this story, at least for now, doesn't really have an ending and that feels unrewarding and it feels open-ended but I don't know that there's anything that I can do about that uh, yeah I think I should take a break let's take a break we should take a break let's take a break let's take a break I'm gonna guess Mike tried to overshadow me even in individual recordings so I'll go ahead and say fuck you Mike this is the part where Mike and Kyle take are we back yeah we're back we're back mike kyle i can see you i can see you we're here we're (laughs) We're, here we're here we are here together together at last celebrating celebration the marriage contract the nuptial agreement matt paid carly's dad in (laughs) cattle (laughs) and donkey (laughs) and the groomsman combed their hair Comb- they were grooming they were they were groomed they groomed they were groomed yeah although some of them wore fucking jeans yeah i think they were told to though oh that's then, on, that's on matt and carly oh, okay then i support that um yes we are now back together uh because uh, we wanted to be and yeah. we missed each other it's our show and we do what we want we fuck you guys we, we do what we fucking want um so we'll do our normal closing together um do our gayest and straightest yeah but first uh it, w- it was a it was a beautiful wedding the bride looked beautiful the minister was hot <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he was super religious though <laughs> i want to say he didn't actually know anything about religion that's true um yeah oh i forgot to say this in my in my wrap-up though like when it came to filling out the paperwork after it was all over we went up to the house uh-huh. you have to check whether it's a religious or civil ceremony and uh-huh. under washington state law i can't perform civil ceremonies i had to check religious i was like <laughs> uh, yeah religious <laughs> what yeah what do you think about the ceremony you gave was religious <laughs> um the part where um Oh, I burst into flames. Yeah. 
that so religious jesus was like uh uh-uh, mm-hmm. you can't do that mm-hmm. you so gay um yeah you, you walked down the aisle with grandma betty i didn't kill her didn't kill her she wanted to fuck you real bad i but how do you know with old people because she said she wanted to fall on top of you yeah i already said they already know this oh okay well then never mind i don't know what you said to them i don't know what you said to them yes you will though well i will but i don't right now this is the worst it's a mystery i don't like it at all i know talking okay okay so i we're gonna talk about the wedding i get that and the exercise of sitting alone and talking into the microphone is fucking bizarre it's so weird it's fucked up okay did you i told you to sit down and talk for a little bit before you start recording did you do it no i didn't do that i knew you wouldn't well because you're an asshole why would i do that because i'm right you're not right i'm you don't know me. I do. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> but you're right. It was so fucking weird. I was like worried someone might like open the door and walk in. And then I'd just be like sitting on the ground with a mic talking to myself and then be like, well, Kyle went crazy in the dungeon. Yeah. Lock him in there and burn it down. This, this, this wedding chapel is all over. <laughs> We're done with it. Yep. You have that like. I just got caught yep. fucking my neighbor yep. or something. Yep. <laughs> look on your face. Confused squirrel look of like, <laughs> don't take my nuts look. And... Anyway, beautiful wedding. Yeah, we like our friends. And... It's a beautiful wedding. Um, all right. So you should find us places that we'll tell you about, probably. Oh, well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, we have a Twitter at twitter.tweets. <laughs> <laughs> It's at, at Gage Podcast. That's pretty much what I said. And uh, join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast. We sometimes post some shit there that has words. And uh, we want to hear from you. Our hotline, if you want to send us a text message, leave us a voicemail. is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Is that... How sure are you of that? 85%. Great. You you p- probably sent a message to us. <laughs> no, they can fact check themselves for once in this, in the lives of their podcast. Fucking la- lazy ass listeners. We yeah. do everything for you. Yeah. It's like all you do is put your earbuds in and press play. You're so lazy. 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. <laughs> Did you get, wait, was that right or wrong? That was right, I think. Oh, okay. I, I'm ADD enough today that I don't even remember yeah, what I said. Yeah, just use the like, word gayish. Use the first one, everyone. 5855-gayish. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Um, and we have something else that we probably want to promote, but I forget. Do, do we have other things? That, oh, our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Send us nice things because we read them and then it makes us smile on right. the inside. That's right. Uh... Do you want to do our gays and straightest? Um, Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest. You seemed unsure if you wanted to do it. Um, Well, I just feel like there's something missing, but maybe like... I I do too. It might be because this is weird to just do the ending of an episode. Yeah. As a one-off kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Mike, hmm? did you miss me? Hmm? Did you miss me? Well, no, we rode in the fucking Jeep for like a million years to get there and back. Okay. Hey, Mike. Oh, hey, Kyle. Did you miss me? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I feel good now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> um, Mike and listeners. Um, we have a million listeners. Yeah, and they're all and they're shirtless all bros. on Twitter. <laughs> okay, case and straightest. Uh, I think I go first this time. Okay. 
the gayest thing about me. This is on the gayer end of the gayest things that I've done. Oh, okay. I, the possibilities of <laughs> they're, that. They're endless. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I walked into my bathroom and I looked up and I just like had a jog, jock strap hanging from the bathroom, the, the bar that goes on the thing. Was it yours? It was mine. Uh, so it could be gayer. I'll go ahead and admit that. But it, I just looked at that. It was drying because I didn't want to put it in the um, the thing that makes it uh, dry. The dry, the the home dry cleaning. The dry machine. The dry machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally don't know what it's called. A dryer. Dryer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, I thought it was a bit. No. Oh no! I just forgot, and I thought you were going to tell me the real answer, but you didn't. Um. Yeah. So I it was just hanging there, and I was like, gayest thing. Check. I'm there. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Done. Um, and then the straightest thing about me is I didn't own an ironing board until this week. Wow. Yeah. Um, and by own, it's like still in the Amazon box. You're looking at my shirt. Don't, it's not ironed or, or, or unwrinkled. Just most people in the greater Seattle area don't need an iron because nobody gives two shits about clothes here. Oh yeah. But so at least you own one to not use yeah (laughs) good now yeah i but i I feel like most people have an ironing board even in seattle where they don't use it or don't care people still own one do they no uh what about you what about me oh oh so the uh the straightest thing about me this week definitely was when um after the reception to the wedding was over and we were partying at that weird castle house mm-hmm. with like a shitload of people came there. Yeah. Troll heaven. Troll haven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Sheree and I went outside and we were just hanging out. At, this wasn't after the wedding. This was the night before. Okay. The night that we got there after we set up everything, uh, we went outside and we were laying on this weird like couch thing and it was kind of chilly out as fall and it's getting cooler out. I know what you're going to say. I'm so excited. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. We, we were, we, we had blankets on, mm-hmm. like we put blankets on to get, to get warm. And then, um, apparently inside the house, somebody said, Hey, can I go out there with them? And Charlie said, um, no, Mike and Sheree are under the blankets. I think that there's some action <laughs> happening out there. Uh, for that split second, somebody thought I was straight, <laughs> which is, it's so funny when like, especially like with you, I know you so well. And then you forget when you're around new people that new people don't oh. like know you. It's just so funny to me. Cause I know you're so gay. <laughs> it's true. And then you forget that people don't know that. And, and that's where, I don't know. I think some people are like, Oh no, like you're both obviously super gay, but it's like, maybe they just say that to me but like but it's like yeah that's because you know me and you can't imagine any other way and then you're on new people and like oh right right we got to do this right. all over again oh, okay yeah. Would, uh, yeah yeah although um apparently carly somebody said to him um he's pretty gay <laughs> <laughs> which leads to uh-huh. my second story from the same weekend the wedding weekend and it also involves charlie um <laughs> Uh, Shreya and I were on the dance floor checking out guys and she was like does anybody tickle your fancy mm-hmm. and um, I was kind of obsessed with somebody that was there a guy with uh, pashmina or whatever the fuck yeah I mean I don't know what the chances are that he listens 
to this. But. Zero. He's too cool. I can tell he's too cool. He wears a fucking pashmina scarf. Yeah. Okay. He's too cool for us. Well, so we were we were talking and I said to Sharia, I don't care if he's gay. I just want to know what his penis tastes like. <laughs> and Charlie turned around because he'd heard every single word of that. And it was like, that's the quote of the night. Good job. I don't think I told you this. I was at my table. You know, I was yelling at the people at my table that I don't know. They loved it. They loved it. (laughs) They're like our listeners, pretty much. They love being yelled at. (laughs) Fuck you, everyone out there. It's my job. Oh, 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 don't take my job. I'll I'll caress your little little faces, your your testicles. Yep. (laughs) Or or clits. Oh. Um, because equal opportunity. Um, no. So I was uh, like verbally abusing. The, uh, my table and I yelled go fuck yourself and I looked over and there's a kid in line for food by me and the parrot like did the earmuffs with their hand and was like oh. oh and I was like oh god so from then on when I was yelling at them and cursing I would like look around it was this is might be why it was funny I was like I would look around and then be like uh, fuck you like to make sure I didn't I don't know damage any more children um so that's it. That's it. This has been gayish. This has been gayish. A uh, special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the theme music. And special thanks to Carly and Matt for letting us record their wedding uh, and just including us in it. So it was a lot of fun and, and we really appreciate it. And for, I guess, being okay people. Being mediocre people that we kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So that's it. Until next week, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Be Butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) This is a troll. (laughs) I'm saying bye to him from Troll Haven. Yes, I will sing. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh, P.S. I'm. Guess what I'm going to cut out. Jesus Christ. <laughs>